0: Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
1: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
2: Hey, everybody, before we start this episode, I just wanted to take a quick second to let you know that we are continuing to do our blood drive with Geekscape. At the end of September, we will be drawing our winners. Here's what we need from you. Go and donate some blood. People need it desperately. Tag HMN Podcast, tag Geekscape Forever on Instagram, and use hashtag Geekscape Gives. When you do that, you will be entered into a drawing, and the lucky winner of that drawing will not just get a free Blu ray copy of A Quiet Place 2, we'll also send you a shirt. We'll follow up to get your shirt size and which design you would like us to use. So, Pick up a copy of A Quiet Place Part 2. The film is hailed by critics and audiences around the world. It's the biggest thriller of the summer. A Quiet Place 2 is available on a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue to fight for survival in silence." Brian talked about this on the show already. He absolutely loved it. You can experience the whole Abbott family saga with the two movie collection available exclusively on Blu-ray and digital while it's cool that you're going to get a Blu-ray. The biggest thing that we can ask is please go out and donate. The world needs it so badly right now. And a big shout out, a big thank you to Paramount Pictures for giving us these copies for us to give away to help with the blood drive. We appreciate it more than you can ever know. Let's try to end September on a great note and we'll get some of those Blu-rays out there. And now, the show. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. We are continuing Listener Submit It Month. I'm just going to put it out there because we're recording the last two episodes of Listener Submit It Month, and I I feel pretty confident saying our best Listener Submit It Month of all time.
3: Yeah. Pretty good. I I feel bad. I feel like I made them do this because I was like, I had such a bad time last year, so me being a crybaby, I guess I got what I wanted. Sorry. That's a life lesson. (laughs)
4: To be the squeaky wheel. Yeah, if you're not happy where things are going, cry about it.
2: (laughs) I mean, educational lessons from Horror Movie Night. Let's go to the email. We got an email that says, Hello, gentlemen, with a smiley face. So I already like the email. Um, I absolutely adore your podcast. I found it by accident when I saw that you reviewed one of my favorite films, Out of the Dark, and it's been a beautiful ride ever since. My review request is for the 1988 horror film Slugs from director Juan Simon. It suffers from the same, so wait, is this Spanish issue that his other film Pieces does? Mm. Both share Spanish crews with the occasional American actors tossed in for good measure. Pieces was shot in both Boston and Venezuela, Spain. Slugs was shot in Madrid. I'm interested in seeing what you guys think. It has some really great gore in it. Thanks for being awesome, Aaron. So thank you, Aaron. And yeah, that answers one of my notes because I definitely wrote down, it feels like only half this cast is dubbed <laughs> when I was watching it. <laughs> so that would explain it, that yes, it is the man who gave us pieces.
3: Yeah, this is a diminishing returns kind of event here where, I mean, pieces is like a so stupid, it's entertaining kind of thing. And Slugs has a far more bombastic, in my opinion, it has a far more bombastic concept to it, but it just isn't very watchable. This is like my third watch, and I just don't love it, you know? So
2: here's my thoughts on this, right? First of all, one of my notes just says, this is killer tomatoes if it's done right. <laughs> like, I think that it, You know, it, that's like, a
3: good... That's good.
2: <laughs> like, it leans into, like, the absurdity of the concept so sincerely that it it becomes a little bit enjoyable. But, like... This film is essentially just a death compilation.
3: Yeah, and it's 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 a pretty gross one too. There are a yeah. couple there are a couple fun ones like I do really enjoy the the guy in the greenhouse because you get the close up of the slug on his fin- is that where you get the close up of the slug on um, about to bite his finger, I can't remember. Is that the
4: John Water scene? That's
2: where he cuts off his hand, and then the house explodes immediately after.
4: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, there's one yeah. where he's getting attacked. I thought he was in a greenhouse, and then it just like cuts to the wife in like a beehive haircut vacuuming super fast. And she's fast. like, "Where, where like, I, what cigarette. are you doing, honey?" <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that might be the same scene. I, I do remember the wife vacuuming aggressively fast. <laughs> When you were talking about the John Waters scene, I I thought maybe he's talking about another one of those sex scenes where nothing looks fun or exciting. It just looks painful and awkward for 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, it's just like rubbing really dry skin together. She's
2: not making any sounds of
3: enjoyment
2: out of it. It's like, ah! Like the whole scene, I'm like, what is happening? Also, another thing that I noted about this movie, Scott... The slugs utilize the toilets way more than the ghoulies ever did.
3: <laughs> yeah, man, that is a
4: that is a great point. But not as much as me. Uh, well. <laughs> no,
2: Brian. I don't know. Your trip back home says that you did not utilize the toilet, actually.
4: I tried
3: to. <laughs> this movie, though, uh, you know, it's got a lot of toilets, and it's got a lot of salad spinner in it. Yes, it does. An absurd which, uh, amount of
2: salad spinner.
3: <laughs> yeah, which which has really made it so that I can't look at a salad spinner the same way. We don't have one in the house for fear of slugs coming to eat me. You know, that's not that's yeah. not weird, right?
2: No, no, that's totally normal. Can I ask you another question of that's not weird, right? Is uh, as you may or may not know, I've been going on like a morning walk every day for, for a solid hour and I came home to watch slugs and right as I got to my front step, I just noticed a slug making its way towards my house and I just stood out there and watched it to make sure that it continued to go away from the house. Away down. from your house? <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey. no, that's not weird. Hey. What were you outside <laughs> <was> like, for? <laughs> so it was funny because I started the walk and he was down by like the driveway. And then when I came back an hour later, he was like right by the front step. So I was like, oh man he's moving pretty quick for a slug so then I was just very like I wonder where he's heading and then he like got back onto the grass and started heading down towards the patio and I was like acceptable
3: you know I I feel like you really fucked that guy over he was just coming in for a watch party and you were like no I don't I don't really want to watch in, in the house
4: <laughs> yeah he saw your Facebook status and wanted to get a first eye view which He's I don't know, guy. Scott, if you've seen my brother's house, but his bathtub is a, a bit bigger than a sink, so I don't know how he <laughs> did the bath bomb.
2: Listen, so here's the thing. So Brian's referring to a Facebook status about the fact that I had a perfect evening in which, in which I shut off all the lights, lit a candle, put on some Enya, and enjoyed a bath bomb.
3: Uh, the, just one, one quick question here. I'm, I'm cool with all that, except for the Enya. Mm. Why? <laughs> what, was I supposed to put on fucking Napalm Death as I
2: sat down and had a bath bomb? It's, it
3: seemed like the right music for the for the bath bomb. I just, I don't know, like, in my mind I would have thought, just put on a classical station, you know? Uh, you know what, I, I really, as I was sitting
2: in this tub awkwardly, I really wanted the songs of like...
4: Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> it, it did match the tone because he was there hugging his knees. <laughs> his chin on him. not because he's sad because that's the only way he could fit in the bathtub yeah
2: no so I literally um so, so for a slight visual representation but I'll try to describe this properly I was sitting perfectly
3: upright in the top. <laughs> oh so your legs were straight out but that's straight it.
2: straight out and then at a certain point I was like all right let's get the back into this and then it was like this awkward like <laughs> slumped into the tub like this with my knees up here. This is relaxing. (laughs) Getting out of that tub ruined whatever relaxation had kicked in during that circumstance.
3: Man, I feel so bad because I'm like, my first inclination is, Matt, you should buy a bigger tub, and then I was like, dude just bought a house, he's not gonna buy a bigger tub yet. (laughs)
2: Yeah, just for the, like, occasional time I decide to bath bomb. I'm usually a five-minute shower guy and then call it a day. Like,
3: Yeah, yeah, same here, but, like, three times a year I want a bath, but, you know, luckily my bathtub is large. Yeah. But And also, I'm not nearly as tall as you, so...
2: For me, it's more the setting. <laughs> it's more the it's, status. Yeah, it's the status <laughs> and, the, and setting up the proper scenery. Jesus Christ. One of the things that I really hate it in Slugs... <laughs> was and and hate it in, in the sense that I kind of love them the really shitty teenagers that are just like popping up throughout this movie and they're like hanging out in the park getting drunk like it's fucking dazed and confused but like yeah they're definitely like a Spanish director's depiction of what American teenagers are like so they're just like 50's greasers basically in 1988
3: I mean we watched that movie already it's called Don't Panic
2: yeah <laughs> all in all, I agree with you, Scott, though, it, it's like, I watch this movie and I, I definitely think it moves quickly because there's no plot to be connected to. It's literally no. just like, we're just gonna watch an hour of really interesting
3: practical effects of slugs killing people. The one thing that slows it down is the, the cop procedural stuff. Boy does it.
2: <laughs> like, so I feel
3: like the pacing is actually quite terrible. The movie <laughs> The movie moves, you know, but the pacing is really painful.
2: The movie moves, but it's like driving on the highway and then just throw in the emergency brake every couple seconds.
3: (laughs) No, it's it's when you're learning how to drive, you know, and you you forget which one's the
2: gas. (laughs) You know, it's funny when I'm thinking about like when I learned to drive. It's weird that like the part that was a the hardest to get used to, and b the one I still probably fuck up the most is like easing into the brake. You know what I mean? Like, the first time you're driving and you hit the brake, you don't know to, like, gently press, so you just, like, stomp on it. Yeah. And I still have moments where, like, not necessarily, like, I forget how to do it, but, like, you're coming up a hill, and you feel like there's been no one on the road, and, like, just as you come over the crevice, you immediately see that it's, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic, and you're like, oh, fuck! You, like, slam slam on the brake and feel that weird, like, push-pull. That's evolution, man. Yeah, it is kind
4: of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to look back. (laughs) Like, I drive... I've driven fifteen hundred miles home on multiple occasions, and like, I there was a time where I was in a church parking lot, a very big church parking lot, afraid that I was going to hit the one pole in there because I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to drive. It's it's
2: weird how that like develops into your brain eventually, because I think you had the same driving teacher as I did, which was our grandmother's very old boyfriend, just like no, <laughs> yelling instructions Dad. at us. Oh, that was had, probably worse. Yeah,
4: well, dad was hoping there was a brake on the passenger side. He acted like <laughs> there was every time I would hit the gas. There
3: there is one. It's called the e-brake and like that's how you learn to drive with a without an instructor. <laughs> you know, you're like you're just in the parking lot and you're you're fucking stuff up and and then your your dad or your grandma's ex-boyfriend or whatever just like pulls the e-brake. That's not going to be damaging to your psyche at all.
2: So I think dad actively, after experiencing teaching me how to ride a bike, was like, there's no way in hell I'm teaching him how to drive a car. Because the infamous Matt riding a bike story, I had, like most kids, you had like a bike that had like training wheels on it, right? Yeah, of course. As a start. And for that bike, if you want it to stop the bike, you pedal backwards and it would like lock up the brakes and stop the bike for you. Oh, yeah. So then my dad was like, all right, I'm going to get you on this bike, but it's handle brakes. Make sure you use the handle brakes. And I was like, all right. And I'm p- biking around the parking lot behind my parents' house. The way he tells it, he's like, I'm watching. I'm like, man, he's like, he's doing well. He's doing all right. And all of a sudden, he start, I start heading down a hill <laughs> towards one of those cement car stoppers in a parking lot. Oh, my lot. God. And he's yelling, break, break. And he's like, and all I can see is that you are pedaling backwards fast as you possibly can to make the bike stop but are like completely forgetting that there are brakes on the handlebars and hits i hit the cement at full speed and he was like you were so scared that you held on to the handles so tightly that you literally just fully went over the handles and landed on the bike still like clinging on to them uh, and Look then he was just Scott's like, "Let's just get face. you back to the training
4: wheels." <laughs> like... Scott is not having a fun time with this story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I I was like imagining it in my head and thinking that was very that was a very visual thing for me. I I, I just went back in time and experienced something that I didn't actually experience. Very traumatic. The last
2: couple weeks, I've been having a lot of reflection of my
3: past and being like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> how did I survive that is that yeah
2: well not so much that without getting into the details for the listeners but like you guys know I took a weird internet test that kind of threw me through like a whole uh-huh. bunch of questions but man I'm playing back so many things from elementary school and I'm like man that would explain that oh and
4: man. he listens to the internet but his brother has been telling him for almost a decade
2: <laughs> 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 to be fair you're very mean when you tell me it so <laughs> but yeah slugs we got any final thoughts on on gooey, crawly, disgusting slugs
3: burrowing their way into people's body parts. I guess the, my only thing is that I really hate that dinner scene where the guy starts, like, just coughing up blood and blood come out of his nose and it's, like, right in front of everybody. Yeah. You know? That's my, like, least favorite scene from the movie. And it's the one that I think of the most when I <laughs> think of the movie. It's that and salad spinners.
2: So let me ask you a quick question, Scott, before we dive into the double features. Because this was, like, one of those... Every once in a while, Listener Submit It week, there's like a movie that even if we didn't pick it for Listener Submit It month, one of us was going to eventually pick it. And I think Slugs was on your list. What was the it thing was. That was that was making you eventually want to pick it anyway? It
3: was that like long term thought like, oh, Slugs is absurd. Slugs is about is is something that could never happen. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed until they bite the tips of our fingers. No, it it was it was definitely one of those things where I had not reviewed it in a while and I was like, you know, it's it's gory and it's it's a monster movie and it's not realistic. So I I might be able to stomach that, but I took it off my list quite a while ago. Although I did pick it out of the listener submitted. I did toss my vote onto this, so I mean, maybe I, it just hit me in a different way this time, but I didn't enjoy this watch. It's funny in that oblique, like, is this Spanish way, yeah. but it's just kind of gross.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Town TV. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
1: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Just because it's fall doesn't mean you fall
2: back on keeping hydrated. Stop what you're doing, hop in your car, and drive to the closest 7-Eleven or Whole Foods and grab yourself some Liquid Death Mountain Water. Once again, the podcast is being sponsored by Liquid Death Mountain Water, a company that gives a shit about the environment and puts their water in tall boy cans instead of plastic bottles. The water is great and the can art. Is amazing. So, murder your thirst like Angela murders anyone who bullies her at summer camp and get yourself a case today. Liquid Death Mountain Water is available nationwide at Whole Foods or 7 Eleven, or just go to liquiddeath.com and order a case to get delivered directly to your house. If you get two cases or more, then shipping is free on any additional merchandise. And while you're at it, how about you use the promo code movie to get a free koozie two-pack on us. That's horror movie, all one word, all caps, and get a free koozie two-pack on us. And now, back to the show. Since there's an alternate dimension where you pick this movie, I think that you get to go first on the double feature.
3: <laughs> well, that's easy. The, I knew my double feature before watching it. It's The Deadly Spawn, because both of the, these movies are very wet.
2: Yes. It is a very wet movie, I feel like that's a fact that we skipped over. But it is like morning dew on the grass this entire film.
3: Yeah, this is called Moist (laughs) the Movie. And if you want a double feature, Moist the Double Feature, it's with Deadly Spawn. Although Deadly Spawn, I feel like it's both more fun and less fun. Deadly Spawn has an incredible first like 25 minutes.
2: And yeah. then I feel like it overstays its like It's a brilliant short film that someone decided to run for 80 minutes. Also, like I just love how much they love their practical effect. Yeah, and because the, they show it off. There's no jaws in this movie. Yeah, it's not like, oh, let's just show like little bits and pieces. It's just like the first time you see that thing, it is the full monstrous puppet, and that is what you see for the rest of that movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, I don't know. I was about to say that's the way to do it, but then I'm thinking about The Kindred, and I'm like, that works so well as, like, a Jaws.
2: It really depends on how good your overall practical is at the same time. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. I feel like that's a movie that has a good practical that they also were smart about kind of keeping in the shadows yeah. until the zero hour. Brian, how about you on your double feach?
4: My double feach should be a wake-up call for Scott because Scott always yells at me for picking 70s movies I never saw. And he's like, you should really pick movies from your childhood that you love. And I would double feature this with a childhood movie that I loved. Eight-Legged Freaks starring David Arquette.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you should pick that for the show because I've never seen it. And it's probably stupid, right? Oh,
4: yeah. It's stupid. I loved it. (laughs) David Arquette was like the greatest actor of all time because I've only seen two movies at the age of 12 which were screaming, ready to rumble. So I was like, wow, this guy's <sighs> in everything, you know?
3: You know when you're a kid and and you're like, you see somebody obscure from some movie that you are obsessed with and it's not like a good movie and it's not like a, a, a well-known movie. It's literally just something that you as a child have glommed onto mm-hmm. and you're like, oh! And you turn to your dad and you're like, Oh, it's so-and-so from this movie. And, and then your dad is like, of course it is. He's an actor. They're all they're in everything. Uh, I mean, I didn't have
2: that exact scenario, but yeah, I definitely know that I bothered my dad with like, that's Captain Lou Albana from the S- Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And he's like, yeah, that's great, kid.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, no, see,
4: Matt would be the person who would do that for me, but he would pick like the most obscure movies ever and like compare it like I'll be like, oh my god, that's Luke Skywalker. And he's like, he's an actor, if you must know. Mark Hamill, you haven't seen him in this 70s TV show that ran for one season? And I'm like, no, I just know him as Luke Skywalker.
2: What? Have you not (laughs) seen The Giver, Brian? (laughs) All right, so at one point, my double feature was going to be Slither because it was the DVD right next Mm -hmm. to Slugs when I was getting it out of my DVD case. And I'm like, wow, those seem to go hand in hand. But then as I watched Slugs... Hear me out, because I've picked this quite a bit as a double feature. It hits a lot of the plot beats of Alligator.
3: It does.
0: Yeah. You
2: follow the investigator. There's a big ending in the sewer. Like this follows the plot beats of Alligator to a T. So I would watch this with the far superior Alligator, which is just a much better movie in a better time.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and it's also funnier.
2: Yes, very much so. All right, Scott, what is something that you want to promote? Say,
3: hey, check it out. In full disclosure, I've been having some serious insomnia and I have been watching a crap ton of Disney Plus. So, I burned through one night I burned through both Percy Jackson movies. Which aren't great, but it's <laughs> something to just turn your brain a, off and it's background noise for sure. Yeah, yeah, basically. I just want to give Disney Plus a shout out because you know, like I if if not for having Disney Plus, I would have had to have spent multiple nights this last week awake through the wee hours of the morning watching Netflix. That's just not my cup of tea. So
2: yeah. Yeah, no, Netflix's stock of quality things to watch has really Ooh. taken a hit in the last
3: couple of years. Well, I mean there's a lot there. There's a lot there.
4: I'm ready to drop something on you guys because there's Listening. a brand new Netflix <laughs> show. A brand new Netflix show that I just finished and I was like, man, this is Scott Roger. Like the entire show from beginning to end. I'm like, this hits all the notes for Scott Roger and he needs to watch it. And it's called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Girl goes to Hollywood to make a movie and this like producer that's like her mentor you know, tries to get her to sleep with him and then she gets involved with the witch to like put a curse on him super gory but not like in a okay. mean way like it is literally the, I don't want to give too much away but the witch is once again Matt's going to shit on me
2: is it here's the big question is it a period piece does it take place in 2021 it's
4: technically a period piece but <laughs> the period is 1990s it's not like way, way back, but still, nineteen. it takes place that's in the 90s. Still, that's
2: all that it matters is that they're making a movie that's not the year that it takes place, that it was shot in. That's the big, that's the Scott Roger checkbox, Yeah,
4: and Matt, don't yell at me for not knowing who this actress's name is, but the witch is played by Steve Carell's girlfriend who becomes his wife in 40-year-old version.
3: Catherine Keener?
4: Is that her name? I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's Catherine Keener.
2: I'm going to change up what I was going to talk about as my, uh, what did I watch this week? And swap it out with a podcast that I started producing, because in a weird way, it connects with salad.
1: (laughs) Salad spinners.
2: (laughs) This might be a shock to some of you to know that I'm a fan of ska music. In fact, I'm also a fan of Christian ska music, specifically the band Five Iron Frenzy. Well, your boy is now the producer of Leonore of Five Iron Frenzy's podcast, Too Punk To Be A Hippie. In which she sits down and talks to different punk rockers and ska musicians about how they live a greener lifestyle. Like be it eating vegan or like, you know, growing their own food in a garden or just like having chickens on their property or or what have you. Anything that they can do to lower their carbon footprint, even though that might not be seen as punk rock. It's her attempt at, you know trying to remind people giving a shit about the earth is actually super punk rock Uh, that's what i was about to say that is super punk rock and i love that concept yeah so too punk to be a hippie the first episode should be out by the time this episode's out she had done the podcast about three years ago and then pandemic hit so the first episode is actually her just talking about her struggles with mental health and having to get on the right medications and like that was a big reason why she had to like step away from the show and you know just a very open honest podcast about things that we care about as a podcast anyway. So shout out to her. That's too punk to be a hippie. Go check that out. I think it's time to say so long to the listening audience. We'll be back for one last movie in listener submit it month. And man, it is a, it is a doozy. So uh, it's, it's one that I'm shocked. It took us 300 plus episodes to talk about, but here it is. So tune in for that.
0: what's up everybody this is brian here to tell you about our podcast Town tv Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
1: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.